0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Disneyland Devoted. I am your host, Michelle, and I'm super excited to be here. So much great information to share today. First of all, I am recording this on June 20th. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there and all of those of you who play the role of father. You are truly appreciated. And be sure to stay until the end where I have a very special fun announcement. This episode is dedicated to the fact that I'm going to Disneyland. I'm so excited. I can't stand it. But I want to walk you through the process like the research I did on the site, the reservation system, and then ultimately how I made our plans. And I just want to share that with you. So, the first thing I want to dive into is Um, would be what is listed on the Disneyland website about traveling to Disneyland. So just to kind of get right into it, as of June 15th, they opened it up. They opened up Disneyland Resort to non-California residents. So there is a bullet point on their page that reads, The state of California strongly recommends that all guests be fully vaccinated Or receive a negative COVID-19 test prior to entering the Disneyland Resort. Unvaccinated guests must wear face coverings indoors. So that paragraph is very critical to me because it doesn't say that you need to show proof of anything. Proof that you're vaccinated. Proof that you have a negative COVID-19 test. It doesn't say that. And why that's so important to me personally is my husband and I are vaccinated, so we have our vaccination card. We can show proof of that. But my daughter is under 12, so she cannot be vaccinated. And so what I need to be sure of is that she doesn't have to show proof of a negative COVID-19 test. She had a, she had a flu test way back when the pandemic started, but that flu test is the exact same test as the COVID-19 where they stick a swab up your nose, and she is 100% traumatized by it. But at my work, you can order swab tests where like you have to spit into a vial, and then you can be tested that way. So to play it safe, I'm going to order that so that she can take that test. However, for all of you listening, it doesn't really say, and I'm gonna do some research On YouTube and anyone who's gone in did they have to show proof or any of that because that would be critical ah so let's see what else is really important so the Grand Californian and the um, Paradise Pier Hotel have begun a phased reopening and then on July 2nd the Disneyland Hotel is open again So they're really just kind of opening up all kinds of wonderful things. It's so exciting just to see that all of this stuff is starting to get back to normal, even if like we're not fully there, but it just feels so wonderful. I'm so excited. So. Let's talk about our process. So, the first thing I did was it just so happens that I have to work in the LA area around, well, the the day after the holiday, so July 6th. So, huh, if I have to be in that area, I'm gonna feel compelled to go to Disneyland, right? I think it was just so the way this was supposed to happen. So, I started to research on the website, like how can I make reservations? And I had done it a couple days, like maybe a week up into the confirmation that I had to be in LA on July 6th. So as I started to watch every day, I wasn't quite ready to make the reservation because it wasn't confirmed, but I wanted to see what the reservation availability was looking like. So what I did is I went onto Disneyland's website and then I went to Park parks and tickets is a uh, menu item i selected that and then i went to theme park tickets which also can take you to res you could also do reservations first you can do it any way that you wanted um, to look but i'm gonna go this way i was like okay we'll go for two days so i selected how many days we'd be there i selected how many people I mean, it's yeah, how many people needed a ticket that were 10 and above. So I selected that. And then it asks you if you want one park per day or park hopper. And that's very critical because it changes the way the reservation availability looks. So first I did one park per day. And then the next thing it says is choose your dates. So I So then the menu pops up, the calendar pops up for you to choose your dates. Now, as I'm recording this, I can tell you that July 1st, July 3rd, 4th, and 6th are completely unavailable. There is a line through them. You can't even go. But when I was doing my research, only July 3rd was crossed off. And I was like, okay, that's okay. I'd be traveling that day anyway. But the 4th was only... California Adventure at that time and Disneyland was available again on July 5th. So I was like, "Uh, I would want to go to Disneyland first and California Adventure second, but I will take anything. So then I backed out of that and I was like, okay, what does it make a difference if I select Park Hopper? I can't even say the words. I'm so excited. Park Hopper hopper and yes yes it does so back to that same process i selected how many days we wanted to or how many people and how many days so two days three people ten and above there's also a section for any ages three to nine so you could put your whole family age group in there select exactly how many tickets that you need and then i said well let's check park hopper what happens if i choose that and lo and behold things change slightly. So today, as I am telling you this, still July 3rd and 4th and 6th and even 7th are not even available for Park Hopper. But when I was doing my research, I could get into Disneyland on the 4th but I had to start a California adventure. So the way the park hopper is working right now is you have to select your starting park and then you cannot go into the second park until after 1 p.m. So you have to select where am I gonna start? But not all parks or both parks are available to start at based on the 4th of July weekend. So when I was first looking at it, I was like, oh, We could go into Disneyland on the 4th, but not as the starting park. It would have to be after 1 p.m., but we could go into Disneyland on the 5th on a park hopper and start at Disneyland. So either way, we could get to Disneyland on the 5th, but we were restricted on the 4th. Um, But we could get in if we did a park hopper. So I was like, oh, I didn't want to do a park hopper because the truth is, as I have said this a million times before... If I'm just going for the day, I'll park hop. But I'm all about spending like a full immersion in the park that I'm in. And I want to go to the other park a different day. Especially since I'm just traveling out there for a few days. I want to spend a day, you know, visiting Disneyland. Going on all the things I want to go on. Because not everything is up and running. Not all the restaurants. Not all the attractions. So I just wanted to not be tied to the fact that I need to hurry up and then go over to California Adventure or vice versa. And I surely did not want to start in California Adventure and not be able to get into Disneyland until 1 o'clock because, as I've said a thousand times, that's the busiest time of the day. I need to be in either park at rope drop. So that really wasn't working for me. Like that, While I could get in, it just felt like it was going to be so um, uncomfortable, like it would be long wait times and things like that. So I was like, Oh, I don't really like this. So then I went on and I looked at the, um, hotels, which was Paradise Pier and Grand Californian. I just wanted to see what the rates were, for those two nights and I wanted to see the surrounding area and no big surprise here super expensive high rates even across the street I was so struggling with what to do like do we want to drive in like do we want to stay someplace away from Anaheim where the rates are cheaper and then drive over in the morning leave in the middle of the day which is my favorite part and then come back later, which is what we like to do. But then the driving back and forth, the parking, the taking the tram, all of that was taking time away from my precious park. Um, Park time, right? I didn't really want to do that. And then to stay on property, we could stay at the Paradise Pier Hotel for much less than the Grand Californian. But It still was a premium price. And the way I felt about that is if I'm going to pay that price, I better fall into the park. Like, I don't want to have to walk over a half a mile to get to the park. And yet I've paid such a premium price. No way. So I was like, ah, it's not worth it to me to, to air quotes stay on property when I'm not really on property. It's further of a walk than some of the hotels across the street. And granted... You know, we're talking like $100 different a night, but across the street, I don't have to walk, but like three or four minutes, the Paradise Pier Hotel, I needed to walk like 15 or 20 minutes. And that is like, there's no value to me with that. I just was not on board. So I starting to get very frustrated and nervous. So I decided just to call the Walt Disney Travel Company. If you work with a travel agent, this would be the time to call them. But I was like anxious. I wanted to hear directly from the horse's mouth. I wanted to understand what was the situation. So I called and I am so glad I did. Okay, so here's what here's where we're at with this. No shocker here, it will not surprise you that if you stay on property, magically, the reservation opportunities open up. And I could go to Disneyland or California Adventure on July 3rd if I wanted to, where if you aren't staying on property and you're just going through the website, that wasn't availability. It Ava- wasn't an option there was no availability so I was like okay so obviously staying on property has a perk so then it was am I going to bite the bullet and stay at Paradise Pier Hotel which was going to be a long walk or am I going to go to the Grand Californian and I mean let's be honest the Grand Californian is super super expensive but when she pulled up The reservations as she was talking with me, and she was so amazing. She was putting in all kinds of things like variables, like three days in the park, two days in the park, this room type, this room type, this hotel, this hotel. She was running all the numbers for me. And as it turned out, because people are making reservations right and left, there was only a one bedroom suite left at the Paradise Pier Hotel. And I should say, when I was doing my research there were only room two room types left that one bedroom suite that I just referenced and a premium view of the theme park which is of California Adventure those were the only room types so while I didn't want to walk that far I was also thinking okay it is facing California Adventure that would be nice it is a Disney resort that would be nice and in my mind I was thinking maybe there's a perk. not really sure But then when I called, that room type was no longer available. Only the more expensive one-bedroom suite was available. Then over at the Grand Californian, there was a non-view standard room and then a partial park theme park view so of course I was like what does that mean partial like am I only going to be able to see a sliver like what does that mean she's like well what it means is that there could be something obstructing your view like a tree or like a pillar or something so you don't get like a full unobstructed view I was like okay she said okay hold on a second a courtyard just opened up, which was actually less expensive than the partial theme park view. She's like, that is a view of the center courtyard and kind of like a woodsy look. Um, She's like, that is a really nice room. That just came available and is less expensive than this partial view because you don't know what that partial view is really going to turn out to be. And if you paid this premium price with the hopes that you get to see something, what if you're disappointed now i would probably can deeply seriously consider it if it was a partial view of disneyland but it isn't it's a partial view of california adventure which i have no problem with but on the disneyland side there are fireworks but at the moment that we were having this conversation fireworks were not Um, going to happen like they were not scheduled so I was like well I'm not going to pay this premium price for a who knows what view and I'm not going to be able to see fireworks from my room I'm just not going to do it so we decided to go with the courtyard view so doing that we were able to go to Disneyland either day that we were going to the park as the first um, park or the, the single park let me rephrase that We didn't do a park hopper because, again, I'm not – I wasn't into that. But we could go into Disneyland either the 4th or the 5th. And we could go to California Adventure the other day. So I opted to choose Disneyland is the park on the 4th and California Adventure on the 5th. Now, I know it's going to be crowded on the 4th, but I knew that I would want to be inside that park. First, after all this time being away, I needed to be in there. Plus the Avengers campus, which has been super, super busy, would be super, super busy on the 4th of July. And maybe it'd be less busy on the 5th on the California Adventure side. So I thought, ah, this could be like a win-win. So pulled the trigger, made those reservations, got the parks that I wanted, The lady was so friendly. We made the reservations. Then she walked me through reserving the park on my end through the website. Um, So I had to like go to Chrome. She was very specific about that. Had to go to Chrome, pull up Disneyland site, log in, and then... The reservation that she had made fed right over to my login, my Disneyland page there. So there was my reservation for the hotel. And then with her help, I reserved our day at Disneyland on the 4th and our day at California Adventure on the 5th. I cannot tell you how absolutely 100% excited over the moon I am. Like I, My nose is burning as I'm telling you this because I'm so excited and I'm almost afraid to even think too much about it because I'm just like, I get so crazy about it and I get so excited and so emotional that I have to like keep my emotions in check and then just completely fall apart when I'm there. (laughs) Okay, so reservations made. I can see, I can and I can edit this, by the way, if there's availability, like if I decided, oh, you know what? Maybe we should go to California Adventure on the 4th instead. I could go in and edit that if there was availability. But based on what I just saw when I was talking you through the process, I don't think there's much availability. Now new and exciting is fireworks are coming back on the 4th of July. So winner winner right there. I'm so excited. So once again, we'll follow the process. We always do. We will go to rope drop at Disneyland on the 4th. We will go till about 11 or 12. Then we will go back to the resort and we will go swimming, take a nap, take a few hours. Like we are right there. I am fully immersed in Disney and I do not want to be in the park in the middle of the day when it's super super hot and super super crowded because it really is very hot in Anaheim. There's a little bit of humidity, there's a lot of asphalt, a lot of buildings, it's super hot. So we'll go until about 11 or 12, we'll go back to the room, take a nap, go to the pool, get some lunch. We may eat at the park before we go. We may eat it Downtown Disney on our way back to the resort, we made it at the resort, which I'm gonna to get to that in just a moment. Then we'll go back into the park around five or six or so and finish out the night. Because now that there are fireworks, we're gonna get right back into that situation where once the fireworks are over, there'll be a mass exodus out of the park, and then we'll be able to ride more rides and do more things in the evening. Park hours are extended at that time. Like right now, it's showing 8 a.m. till 10 p.m. So to me, that is a lot of time at Disneyland. And if my family, like let's say my husband's like, because he's not really that much of a morning person. If he's like, seriously, I need like a longer nap. My daughter and I, if we're itching and ready to go, we can go into the park and he can meet us later because it's just a walk into the park. I cannot be so, I cannot even tell you how excited I am. So then the next day we'll repeat, right? So we do have to check out because I only did two nights at Grand Californian, but... When I check in, I'm going to ask for an extended or a late checkout, rather, if there's availability. Probably not because it's a busy weekend, but I'm going to give it a shot. Worst case, what we're going to do is we'll exit the room at 11. We'll give them our luggage. We'll go to the park, do um, California Adventure, and then we're going to leave that night later and go out to down to L.A. where I need to work the following day. But we can... We can do a lot of things. We can go to the park in the morning, come back to the room at like 1045, rest, 1030, rest, go to the pool. We can do something for a little bit before we need to check out. And then, you know, like I said, check our luggage and then just go back to the park. So we won't have as much of a break unless they give us um, a late checkout, but it's worth it. Then we'll spend our time at California Adventure until, and the park closes at 10 that night, but we'll probably leave around nine or so so we can make our little trek there. It was the best situation um, to be able to stay on property and get into both parks on both days. Um, It's not ideal to have to check out on day two, but the alternative is to have done it for three nights and I didn't want to spend all that money to not have the room fully overnight. So it's like you have to sacrifice somewhere. So super, super exciting. So then I started doing research, which I had already kind of did some, but now I was really doing some research on dining. Unfortunately, there isn't a reservation to be had for Blue Bayou or... Um, Cafe Orleans or Lamplight Lounge over California Adventure, like all those things are full. I check every single day in hopes that somebody cancels and I'll keep checking but can't get a reservation at any of those places, which is unfortunate. However, it does kind of force us to do things a not spend as much money because obviously blue bayou is very very pricey and it allows us to do more snacks and stuff instead of like full-blown meals or or really take more time than maybe we want to so i mean there are there is a benefit to that there are some restaurants available down in downtown disney like tortilla joe's was available um i think napa or i can't even remember what the name of it was napoli's i think it was that Available, um, but I didn't make those reservations because I didn't know if that would fit. I just figured we'd play it by ear and I'd keep checking um, on the app on the day that we get there and see if I can't snag a reservation. Plus, we have plenty of of quick service places that we like to eat. So I had to also look at attractions. Now I imagine that the July Fourth weekend is going to be pretty crowded, so everything should be mostly everything should be up and running but like right now um on the disneyland side the matterhorn is down for refurbishment the jungle cruise is down and um i think that's all um you can't get into nemo and you can't get into the monorail and my guess is just because of such close quarters so those aren't even options um but other than that everything looked pretty open Then on the California Adventure side, as I'm just kind of picturing this in my head when I ran around, everything was open. Um, so you could pretty much go anywhere there, but then we need to talk about wait times. So I've been watching in the morning and the evening to check wait times because there's no fast pass. So that's a really critical piece to know at this moment. You can't fast pass anything. So you have to stand in line old school with everybody else. So if you are going to visit, you must go at rope drop or be there late after the fireworks. Otherwise, you're going to be in line with the masses. Now, I really don't know the capacity situation. I've seen things where it's reduced capacity. I've seen things where it's full capacity. I really don't know what the capacity is. But let's just pretend that it's pretty close to full. It's really crowded in some of those big rides. So let me give you an example. And in fact, here it is Father's Day, like I said. I'm just going to pull up the park, and we're gonna look at the wait times as we speak. So, typical, yeah, I don't think it's at full capacity, I can tell you that, just based on wait times. Um, I mean, I'm no expert, but I do know a lot about, or I do know what the wait times are on some rides when it's really busy, and this does not feel as bad. So let's talk about some of the more popular ones. And by popular, I should say by those that have the longest wait times, not popularity of ride, because we could probably debate that. So Peter Pan's flight is huge. Oh, Peter Pan's flight is usually super, super crowded, like the wait times are excessive. All day long. And right now, it's 225 in the afternoon over there. It's only a 25-minute wait. That makes me feel like it's not full capacity by any stretch. Um, Snow White's Scary Adventure, which is newly refurbished, so it has a, you know, kind of like that pull, that novelty pull, that's a 25-minute wait, which is kind of hefty. Um, let's see. Alice in Wonderland is also 25 minutes. So let's look at the Big Daddies. So to me, that is Space Mountain is a monstrosity. That's only 30 minutes. And that's pretty shocking. I mean, it's still 30 minutes. You still need to wait quite some time. But, um, that's not so bad. Indiana Jones is only 25 minutes. I can tell you that yesterday and I was looking at these things, we were at 45 minutes and um, and greater. And this is Sunday and it's not a holiday weekend and people are going back to work. So there could be a little bit of that. Um, but let's see. A Splash Mountain is 45 minutes. That's pretty hefty. Also, Smuggler's Run is only 30 minutes. It was pretty hefty yesterday. And um, Rise of the Resistance is only virtual queue. So the virtual queue information is... um, Let me pull that up so I can just tell you how you do this. It is... you can enter the virtual queue from 7 a.m. to 12 p.m. Um, and then it'll tell you when, uh, you know, when, when your time is to to go wait to get on that ride. And you can only do it once a day in the virtual queue. So let me just read those words because I read that before. Um, let's see. Yep. Distribution times for virtual queue enrollment are daily 7 a.m. and 12 p.m. In order to give as many guests as possible the opportunity to join the resistance, each guest can enter the virtual queue no more than once per day. So that tells me that if you enter at 7 a.m. and somewhere when the park opens, you get your spot, then... You can't do it again when it opens up at 12 and you can't do it again for the rest of the day. So I'm gonna try it at 7 a.m. to try to get on there because we gotta experience that. So anyways, that's the only one that has a virtual queue. So back to wait times, let's go over to California Adventure because um, Cars Land never disappoints. It's at 75 minutes as we speak. That is so hefty. And yesterday when I looked around this time, it was 95 minutes. So it just kind of tells you, that one's really big (laughs) like that has really long wait times and credit coaster is um 30 minutes right now um rapids is 20 minutes and soren is only 15 minutes and when i was looking at this yesterday it was about an hour so I just keep watching to see how it's flowing and I will be there, um, on a Sunday, but it's, you know, 4th of July and the next day is a holiday. So it's going to be, you know, it's like a recognized day off because 4th of July fell on a Sunday. So I know it's going to be super busy. So that's why it's super, super important that we get there at rope drop. All right. So there's a lot of information there. So I'm going to summarize my recommendations for you if you are interested in going. And then I'm going to tell you something fun and exciting about when I'm at the park. So stay tuned for that at the end of this. So um, first thing is just to kind of summarize, like I said, is if you're going to not stay on property then you really need to watch the reservation system online i recommend you check the dates then you buy your tickets you connect those two together i mean it forces you to do that you can start by saying this is how many people i want or how many tickets i want and then it'll force you to make a reservation Um, and then you select the dates then and then you make that purchase But you definitely have to reserve spots okay so make sure that you're doing that well in advance i would also recommend that you immediately then go on the app or online and try to make um reservations for any dining locations that you may be interested in obviously at this moment some of those spots are really really filled up fast like blue bayou cafe orleans lamplight lounge um those are kind of big ones for reservations and those are not available there's a lot of mobile ordering Um, some places used to be more like quick service um, spots um, really expanded their mobile ordering which i think is awesome so there's definitely those options Also, be looking at the menus because they're kind of abbreviated. As I was going through each of the places that were open, just to kind of find some options, it was a very limited menu. Still great options, but not as many as usual. So do your research there. Not every restaurant or quick service area or location is available or open. So for example um harbor galley which is the place where i get the delicious lobster roll over by splash mountain that is not open at this time Also, I noticed on the California Adventure side, the um, Paradise Paradise Wharf Cafe, that's what it's called, where we get our lovely bread bowls over there. My daughter gets the sandwich that has goldfish-shaped bread. Um, That is not open yet, so hopefully on the 4th that is open. But those are just some of the examples, not all quick service or restaurants are available at this time. So you definitely want to do your research. If you want to increase your chances of getting in when you want to, you may want to look at staying on property. In addition to having more availability, she did tell me that we're going to get some sort of lanyard um, gift when we check in. I mean, I don't even care what it is. Sounds great to me. Um, but I appreciated that um We were going to get something, some gift. I thought that was nice. And I'm super excited to stay at the Grand Californian. So if you're... If you're thinking about it, if you're thinking about staying on property, there's like a re- another reason why to stay on property. If you're not going to stay on property, do your research in the areas around, um, especially during this time where people are revisiting. It's pretty pricey. Maybe after the 4th of July, it won't be. When visiting, again, I will just reiterate, it's super hot in the summer there. So it's really critical that you try to get there when um, the park first opens and then later in the evening. Um, So you don't have to be there in the hottest part of the day. Am I still going to go no matter what? You betcha. And there's ways to cool off. And I've done episodes on this. You can check out previous podcasts where I go into great detail. But we'll ride the rapids. I'll ride Splash Mountain um, because you get wet on those rides. And that'll help cool you down. So just a little tip there. Okay, so if you want to interact with me. I would love to interact with you when I'm at the park. So how can we do that? Snapchat. If you are interested, please follow me on Snapchat. And uh, my name is Disneyland Devoted. I know that's a shocker there. But please follow me. Be my friend on Snapchat. And I will snap while I am at Disneyland. And... If you give me a request, like if you want to see certain things, you want to see a churro, you want to uh, snap when I'm on whatever ride, then let's let's check it out. I'll be happy to snap on anything that I'm on and share my day with you and. Um, we can uh, be Snapchat friends. So there you go Disneyland devoted Snapchat. Then I will also do episodes when I return on the Grand Californian, a review on our stay, any dining we did there, the pool, just the whole experience. Of course, I'll share about Disneyland and Grand Californian. No, Disneyland and California Adventure and Downtown Disney, and I'll give reviews on all of those things, every place we ate, everything we did. It'll have a lot of content coming up after our trip here in a couple of weeks. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Don't forget Snapchat, Disneyland Devoted. Love to have you. Um, follow me. I don't even know if that's the right word. Follow, be my friend. I don't know what the right word is, but we'll snap. I'll snap when I'm at Disneyland Resort and share my experience with you. So with that, I hope you're having a safe and wonderful Father's Day weekend. Stay cool. And until next time, bye.